Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here's Father David. Christ is born. Okay, let's try that again. Everybody just gets to say glorify him after I say Christ is born, okay? Christ is born. Glorify him. Merry Christmas. I just find it interesting at this time in the days following Christmas and even on Christmas itself, uh, the focus that the church has on Herod of all people. Uh, We read about him on Christmas Day. We read about him on the day after Christmas. We read him about him several times in the following days. We uh, sing about him on Christmas. Um, And today, on the 29th, we commemorate the 14,000 holy innocents that were murdered by King Herod. So one has to wrestle with this idea of King Herod, of his reaction to the birth of Christ and to the, this mass murder of all of the children two years and younger in Bethlehem and the environs uh, around it. And I believe the answer is in the opening lines of today's epistle pericope from St. Paul to the Galatians. He says, Brethren, I would have you know that the gospel which was preached by me is not man's gospel. And Herod personifies man's gospel. And the church takes Herod and he contrasts man's gospel as personified by Herod with the gospel that Christ is born and become incarnate, that he will go forth and he will minister to his people, that he will suffer and die for our salvation, that he will go to the tomb to preach to those who are in Hades, who will rise on the third day, who will ascend into heaven and will be enthroned at the right hand of the Father. This is the gospel that Paul preaches. The gospel that Herod enacts through his life is that if you seek power, that if you seek the good things in life, you will have to do horrendous and awful things in order to be able to maintain that power. You will have to make awful decisions. And in the end, not only will you die, not only will you ultimately fail, but thousands around you will suffer because of the decisions that you make. This is what the world has to offer. This is what the world had to offer immediately after the birth of Christ. 
It is what the world had to offer for thousands of years prior to the birth of Christ. It is what the world has to offer today. And one needs only think of the President of the United States, whoever that might be, whether we like him, adore him, despise him, voted for him or voted against him, whether that president is a Republican, a Democrat, or some other party that may or may not rise to power sometime in the future. Think about the decisions that that man has to make on a daily basis. Think about the decisions that they have to make in order to maintain the power that they have. One of the most powerful positions politically in the entire world. Literally, life and death is at the fingertips for whoever is the President of the United States. And on a daily basis, this man or woman has to decide whether or not this person lives or this person dies. Whether this person suffers or this person doesn't. And regardless of what decision they make, whether the intention was for this person to live or this person to not suffer, that decision in consequence will cause someone else to die and someone else to suffer. Just take the whole concept of the war on terror. If we kill the terrorist, someone dies. If we don't kill the terrorist, that terrorist will go on and kill somebody else. Regardless of the decision we make, Someone dies. Someone suffers. This is the gospel of man. This is what Herod personifies today. In his pursuit of power, he decided that 14,000 children had to die today. In contrast, Paul preaches about life. Paul preaches about a decision that we can make in which suffering can end. Death can end. And in the liturgy that we serve, every single time that we gather as the church. There are a couple of different prayers that I believe are some of the most important prayers that we as Orthodox Christians have the opportunity to pray. Towards the end of the Anaphora, whether we're doing St. Basil's or St. John Chrysostom, we list and think about all of these different people in the world, from the saints to those who have gone before us, to those in power, to the President of the United States, to those who love us, to those who hate us. And then the priest invites you, the people, to bring people to mind. Remember, O Lord, all those whom we bring to mind. 
that is an invitation for you to think about all of the people around the world who love us, who hate us, who are suffering, who are doomed to die, who do not know Christ, who hate Christ and want to destroy his church, to the terrorist who wants to blow up our home, to the monks and the monastics all over the world who are praying for us. It's our opportunity to bring all of them to mind, to ask the Lord to be merciful on them. And then just before we all take communion, the priest says, through your mighty hand, O Lord, give us your body and blood. And that through us, give that body and blood to all of your people. We are not here for ourselves. We are here for all those who suffer, all those who are in pain, for all of those who love us and all of those who hate us. We take communion not because we are worthy. We take communion so that through us, all of those who do not know Christ, all of those who even hate Christ, may receive the glory and the benefits and the health and the wonder that is Jesus Christ. And then on the pattern in which we place the bread that will become the body of Christ, we have the host, we have a triangle for the Holy Theotokos, we have uh, triangles for all of the orders of saints, we have a triangle for our bishop, and we have a bunch of crumbs for the living and the dead. And as the priest is putting all of these crumbs in the cup, he says, O oh Lord, through your holy and precious blood, forgive all of the sins of those whom we have commemorated today through the prayers of the Holy Theotokos and of all the saints. Think about the power of that prayer. After the priest has asked you to remember all of these people to commemorate all of these people, those who love us, those who hate us, those who are suffering, those who are praying for us, those who are seeking to destroy us. And we ask God in that moment to forgive them all so that the light of Christ may shine on his creation. This is the gospel of God, a gospel in which there is a kingdom where there is no suffering, there is no pain, there is no death. And the only decision that we make is whom we are going to call to mind so that the love of Christ may shine through us upon each and every one whom we have remembered. This is why the church pays such close attention to Herod. This is why today we remember the 14,000 holy innocents, so that we remember the difference between the gospel of man 
which killed those 14,000 innocents. And the gospel of God, which allowed all of them into his kingdom, where they are embraced today with love and eternal life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, unto the ages of ages. Thank you for listening to Annunciation with Father David. If you would like to speak with someone at Annunciation or visit us, you can find contact information, directions, and service times at our website at AnnunciationDecatur.org. The chant at the beginning and end of this podcast is the Byzantine hymn, Kentuckian of the Mother of God, sung by Capella Romana. For more information, go to their website at capellaromana.org.